Welcome to Man Overboard. Fitty ain't nothing but a number, yo. With your host, Language Barrow. Sponsored by the Wolfspack. America's by invitation only men's friendship, support, and networking group. Where the one become many and the many become one. Here they put the man back in human. Hello, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the latest episode of Man Overboard. Fitty ain't nothing but a number. Yo. <laughs> and so the way this thing works is we have a format to the show. Up first, we talk about graduate school and our progress. Then we talk about the dating scene, which for me is pretty scant, so that'll be pretty short. Next, we talk about any business ideals or projects that we're working on. We close it out with some words of wisdom and a little bit of funk music. And that's it. So buckle up and let's get this party started. Hello everyone, welcome to Man Overboard Fitty, Ain't Nothing But A Number Yo, with your host Language Barrel. As typical with the format of the show, we first start off with graduate school. And as I had mentioned in my previous podcast, I thought I had taken my toughest course in the MBA program, which was accounting for managers. And perhaps I was assuming that I would just kind of coast my way through the rest of the graduate program. Well, I'm here to tell you that that was not the fact. My next course up was Economics Analysis for Management, and I was blown out of the water. With that course, it was so far over my head that I literally had to drop the course in the first week uh, to avoid taking the risk of failing that course and and taking a a major hit on my GPA and being either put on probation or put out of the uh, MBA program. I actually contacted my advisor to say, look, is, did I pick the wrong course? Because this course seemed like it was getting an uh, MBA in finance or economics versus someone getting an uh, uh, MBA in um, general studies for business administration. So I'm still waiting to hear from that particular advisor if, I, if in fact, I had selected the wrong course. Because my assumption was that I would be taking the... Uh, the basics or general economics course, just to have an overall understanding of economics, not actually to be doing economic analysis of businesses. So again, I'm waiting to see what happens. But again, this is a big, um, this is a prime example of what happens when you kind of make some assumptions about things that you really don't have the full facts on. Obviously, me thinking I was just going to coast the rest the rest of the way through this uh, MBA program, and in fact, turning out to just get kind of blown out of the water. So this, in fact, sets me back two months. So instead of graduating in June of this year, the earliest I could possibly graduate would probably be, I think, I think they only have two graduations, one in the summer and one in the winter or fall. So the next one will be probably December of this year. But we'll have to see um, what shakes out. Oh, next up, online dating. Well, next, (laughs) dating in general. 
So there's not really much going on in the online dating arena. I think I had uh, come to the realization when I joined up this second time that uh, this is going to be strictly for entertainment purposes. Uh, I get so I don't know about other people, but I, I get so many scam contacts, and a lot of them from women in uh, Ghana, which I don't even, I don't, to be honest, I don't think it's actually women. I think it's men sitting at a computer uh, pretending to be women, either asking for money or travel or personal information. And uh, it has, a, Ghana actually has a very bad reputation for uh, scamming. I think na on a national scale, it's one of the countries um, that's recognized as one of the um, one of the proliferators of online dating scams or just just scams in general. And I, I could attest that having been on the this site for about two or three months, that it doesn't. I would say at least one to two a day that I get where someone it it appears is scamming the. The dialogue that they use as a contact is pretty much the same. It's almost like a scripted, a scripted dialogue that they use to reach out to you. So it's been a very interesting experience, uh, to say the least. Uh, I no longer use my real name. I'm my gnome de plume or gnome de guerre. Online is Charlie the Fisherman. So that's kind of who I am, and that's the way I approach people. I don't, I haven't seen enough people that, or at least that I've reached, that that appear to be taking it seriously. So I don't, and honestly, I don't take it seriously either. Uh, that's not to say that things couldn't change, but um, as it stands right now, that's that's kind of where that's kind of where it is. Projects. The last podcast I was working on uh, removal of a, pet, a vessel sink and a reinstallment of another vessel sink, but I actually having to remove all the drain lines uh, from my lower bathroom. That was done and completed. The next project up was a wood-burning stove that had a lot of backflow from smoke coming into the house. And I purchased that stove used, so I'm not sure if that wood-burning stove was just uh, kind of on its, had reached its life expectancy or... It appeared that there were some pieces missing, some dampers at the top, or but it didn't function properly, and uh, so it pre presented a health risk to both myself and my family. So I actually took it out and put it in the garden, and I think I'll just use it as an outdoor smoke pit or wood-burning pit or something like that. So I replaced it with a pellet stove, brand-new pellet stove, and we'll have to see how that shakes out from there. I did install a, a carbon monoxide smoke uh, carbon monoxide detector in the room with the wood burning stove as an added form of security. We're going to talk a little bit about healthcare and health care maintenance. So we discussed previously that I was doing working on some full body squatting for uh, both elimination purposes, meaning when you take your poop, and also just as a way. Uh, to stretch joints and ligaments and tendons. Uh, it's more of a natural position even when you're sitting versus the Western uh, form of sitting in a chair. So I'm still working on that. I practice that actually once or twice a day when I go to the gym. When I initially started, I couldn't 
go, I couldn't break the kind of a parallel line between my, um, between my hamstrings and the floor. But now that I've continued that for a period of time, I'm actually actually able to get into a lower squatting position. And I think I can stand it from about one to two minutes without uh, feeling some strain in my knee and, um, and kind of my tendon area. So it's something I'm committed to working on. Uh, has it made elimination easier or pooping easier? I don't know. I mean, I don't really time myself or have any kind of measures about that. But I think it is a more natural position. And so I'm committed to um, to at least trying to do it from a health perspective. And we'll see how it goes. Now, as part of that health uh, protocol or health maintenance, I had also mentioned that I had installed a bidet, which is more of a European experience, uh, some personal, useful personal hygiene after defecation or after you voiding when you're on the toilet. I think I mentioned before that this particular bidet only has a cold water intake or only connects to the cold water line. So it takes a little bit to get used to, but then once you've done it a couple of times, it, uh, it just seems to be what, what it is. Now, is it? I don't have any way to determine if that's more sanitary or um, if you use less toilet paper, it makes it easier to poop. I don't know. I'm not uh, investigating that. I just wanted to try it and see it as a, uh, as a health maintenance thing if it was beneficial at all. And I don't know if it's beneficial. It seems that uh, you would think it would be more sanitary. Because instead of just using strictly toilet paper, you use some water and then you use toilet paper to, to kind of clean and dry yourself. But I have the bidet and I don't think I'm going to get rid of it. So I guess uh, that answers that question. Lastly, I want to talk about a gym. I joined, recently joined a gym. And man, you don't realize how fat you've gotten until you start going to the gym. And it's funny, I'm not even talking about going to a gym and you see other people wear it, whether they're wearing tights or, or whether they're in shape or not. Because in, in the current environment, there's not many people at the gym. But you see yourself in the gym. You see yourself in the mirror. There's an old saying that it is much easier to lose weight before you gain it than after you gain it. And so what that means in kind of common sense practices is it's easier to not eat. It's easier to watch what you eat and not put your body through the stress of gaining weight than it is to actually try to lose weight. And if you think that's not true, you just have to think about the mathematics of it. How difficult it is to burn like 250 calories versus how easy it is to consume 250 calories. And generally a 12-inch can of soda or the beer, depending on what type you drink, is 250 calories. So it takes an hour of high-intensity exercise to burn the calories of that one beer, that one soda off. So that's why it's much easier to lose weight before you gain it than to lose it after you gain it. And I think that the last article I read said when it comes to weight loss, is something like 90% of it is, 90 to 80, 80 to 90% of it is diet versus actual exercise. Again, if you don't believe it, just start exercising and realizing how intensified your exercise re regime has to be 
in order for you to burn a small number of calories. Now, in hindsight, do I wish, I, I, get, I guess I have two wishes. One, either I wish I would not have become aware of how fat I've gotten because now I realize how hard it is to lose that weight. Or the other alternative is uh, I shouldn't have gotten that fat in the first place. Now, I don't think it's fair for other people to criticize or comment on other people's weight, but I think it is fair for you to comment and criticize your own weight. And um, I've been two weeks in, five days a week, an hour each time at the gym of cardio exercising, the elliptical, uh, stationary bike, the row machine, and then stretching, and I usually walk a half a mile from where I park my car to get to the gym. <laughs> that pretty much concludes uh, this week's episode. No! We'll catch you on the next podcast. Until then, be safe. Man overboard, fitty ain't nothing but a number, yo. It's typical with the closing of a podcast. I like to leave you with a little words of wisdom. And it goes a little something. Speech. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. By William Shakespeare. From Macbeth. Spoken by Macbeth. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Creeps in this petty pace from day to day. To the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools. The way to dusty death. Out. Out breathe the candle. Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player, that struts and frets his hours upon the stage, and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. DJ Hakeem.